Hey, veterans. Welcome to the VA Claims Insider Podcast. We are veterans helping veterans get the VA disability rating and compensation you deserve. I'm your host, Air Force Service Disabled Veteran Brian Reese, and each week we share VA disability claim tips, tricks, strategies, and lessons learned to help you win, service connect, and get rated at the appropriate level, even if you've already filed or been denied. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode. Hello. What's up, team veterans? How's everybody doing? Happy Wednesday, veterans. Uh, thanks for spending some time with myself, Coach Mitch, Coach Rochelle, and Co- Coach Marbellia today. We're excited to be here. Uh, go ahead and sound off. Uh, please let us know in the chat group what branch of service you, you were in. Let us know what years you serve. Uh, we look forward to getting the kick this off probably in about five minutes. Try to let everyone get in here as much participation as we can have. We're excited to be here and pumped up. I'm pumped up. How you doing, Marvelia? <laughs> I'm good. A little nervous, you guys, but I'm here. <laughs> Happy to be here. Always a pleasure working with you guys. So looking forward to this. Awesome. Absolutely. We got the triple threat here. You guys got a good group <laughs> of veterans, but hopefully we can answer some questions. We got a good topic today. So uh, it should be pretty awesome. Yes, it should. So who do we have coming in? All right, we got Mr. Murphy, Don Murphy. From Port Orange, Army 82 to 92. Thank you for your service. We have a David Wiley, Air Force, 1978 to 1992. Thank you for your service, sir. We got Florida in the house, staying warm and cold up here in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. (laughs) What's up, Gary Bird? We see you, sir. Thank you for your service. Air Force, 82 to 2003. Cliff, you know, U.S. Uh, Navy, 1975 to 1979. Welcome. Right. And he did 79 to 02. Right. Wow. Thank you for your service. Definitely. We have an awesome group today. I can see that. Got Texas in the house. See South yes. Carolina's in the house. Mr. Gallman, thanks for joining us. Welcome, <laughs> Karen Donalds, thank you for your service. Wow, 20 years, great career. Thank you wow. very much. Happy to have you here. Oh, we got people from everywhere. Well, I'm here from Kentucky. Yeah. How about you, coaches? Where are you from? I'm from Florida, but right now serving out here in Carlisle, Pennsylvania. So suffering through the winter. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm from Cali, but currently in Panama. So enjoying all the rain. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings from Panama. Robert, welcome. He's from Pensacola, Florida. Oh, miss home. I miss Florida. <laughs> I figured you would. <laughs> We've got Miss. Oh, it's moving fast. There's a lot of people joining us. So we've got Mr. McLaughlin out there in Arizona in the house. <laughs> Who else? I see. I got a bunch of my veteran army. Happy Hump Day. <laughs> He's from New, from Orlando, Florida. Also, nice. Awesome. 
You're saying you see some of your your yeah. fellow veterans in here? Yeah, I see some fellow Army veterans in here. I got to give you a quick plug. Thanks for your service. Go Army. <laughs> Charlie, you know, um, he's from Vietnam, that 65 to 68. Wow. Thank you for your service. Yes, sir. From California. Cali. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Nice. Space Coast, Florida. All right. We've got San Antonio, Maryland. Yeah, you're right. Everywhere. I see a Kansas City. Love it. Space Coast. Loving it. Yeah. Rwanda, Kansas City. Thanks for joining us. I know it's lunchtime for the most part. So thanks for joining us on your lunch break. <laughs> We have Dennis, you know, he served in the Navy from 68 to 72. Welcome and thank you for your service. We have Larry from Pittsburgh. Also hey, joining hey. us today. <laughs> All right. Hey, look, we appreciate everyone being here today with us. We're really pumped up, excited and, and ready to talk. Uh, we got a good subject for you today. But first off, really want to start out with introducing ourselves to you. Uh, that said, thanks for being here. Really want to let you know, thank you truly for your service. Uh, it, it means the world to all of us here at VA Claims Insider. You're very special and near and dear in our hearts, you and your families. I like to say team veterans. So if you hear me saying that, that's to you and your family. Uh, I'm Coach Mitch Lockwood. I recently retired from the Army this past year. Uh, I felt a calling inside me to come in to serve after September 11th, 2001. Uh, I call it the calling, something just, you know, I got family, uh, you know, military influencers in my family, and it felt like the right thing uh, to do. Sorry about that. Uh, truthfully, for me, my career in the Army, I had the opportunity to serve with all different veterans from different branches. The most important thing to me is to be able to continue to serve my veteran families out there. I have this calling deep down inside of me to help other people. There's nothing more important. When I say it to you truly, I really mean thank you for your service. Uh, I'm excited to get to be here and talk with you today. Uh, you're joined with two other wonderful, phenomenal veteran coaches, Coach Rochelle Seabury, Coach Mark Bella uh, Reed, and Coach, uh, excuse me, Coach Seabury, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks for that, Coach Mitch. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Um, team, team veterans. <laughs> Uh, Coach Rochelle Seabury here, although a non-veteran, I grew up a Navy brat and I am the wife of a Lieutenant Colonel in the Army, so we're still actively serving. Go Army. Uh, since I've joined the company two years ago, I have found such an amazing family here at VACI, you know, from the coaches, uh, how big hearts that you all have uh, to the veterans and, of course, our veteran spouses and families. Everyone is such an important part through this process, through and through, just to keep moving, knowing your whys and why you do this, why you're pursuing what you deserve. Everyone is such an important part of the process. So thank you all for your service. And I'm happy to be here helping veterans get the disability rating that they deserve. And along, uh, Coach Marbellia, uh, how are you today? Beautiful, Seabury. Thank you for sharing. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Um, happy Wednesday. My name is Coach Marbellia Reed. I'm not a veteran but I come from a family that served. I have listened to their stories, seen their struggles, 
and felt their pain. As a first responder, I was able to work with veterans in the healthcare setting for over a decade. Therefore, vets have always had a special place in my heart. I always felt there had to be something more that I could do. Um, later, I ended up meeting a man that became my husband, and that's how I found VACI. Um, with their help, this man was able to go from 10% to 100% PNT. Truly life-changing, you guys. Um, I felt extremely honored and blessed to be part of VACI and to be able to pay it forward by helping other veterans get the compensation they morally, legally, and ethically deserve. Okay, so now, <laughs> and just a quick disclaimer before we start. Ready? We are not accredited agents, VSOs, attorneys, or any other entity recognized by the Department of Veteran Affairs, the VA. We are not affiliated with the VA in any way. VA Claims Insider is an education-based coaching and consulting company for disabled veterans exploring eligibility for increased um, VA disability benefits and who wish to learn more about that process. VA Claims Insider also connects veterans with vetted independent professionals in our referral network for medical examination and independent medical opinions, IMOs, for a wide range of disability conditions. Awesome. Thank you, Morbelia. Thanks for reading that disclaimer. Now, again, thank you all for joining us here today. We have a really great topic and can't wait to pass on some good information to you. Here at VACI, we truly believe many veterans are stuck, frustrated, and underrated by the VA. Our mission is to help underrated veterans get the VA benefits they legally, morally, ethically, and medically deserve by law. So at VACI, we've got the formula. The SEM method is all about developing the strategy, developing the strategy, preparing yourself with the education, like today's Facebook Live, you're gonna get some good education here, and putting together the proper medical evidence needed to win your claim. If you don't have a coach yet, but wanna learn more, schedule a free discovery call and talk to one of our team members by going to vaclaims.help. If you need help and wanna get signed up now, you can go to vaclaimsinsider.com or connect with one of us through our referral links that you see there. We'd love to partner with you on your VA claims journey. So Coach Mitch, let's get started with today's topic. What are we going over today? Absolutely, thanks Coach Michelle. Hey, today's topic, we're gonna go over primary versus secondary conditions, veterans. Many veterans are already aware of filing claims for a direct service connected condition. We'll go over the general idea of some of the common claims veterans deal with. But what we're really noticed is that there are a lot of veterans suffering in silence through a lot of these secondary conditions. So to clarify, we have direct service connected conditions and when a veteran's military service directly causes a medical condition, this type of claim relies heavily on documentation of the injury or illness and the service member's military records and conditions that might qualify presumptively. So just to touch on a couple of things. One, like Pez planus, right? Most veterans know it as flat feet, right? So with flat feet, uh, those wearing those combat boots, being out there doing those 15K ruck marches, right? Just our normal day-to-day -day environment as service members, you know, hate to break it to you, but it's not so great on our feet, right? That can be a direct service connection. Uh, 
PTSD, that traumatic event, right? Post-traumatic stress disorder, that traumatic event you might've been exposed to while in service can be a direct service connection. Uh, I used to love to say in the army, we say, hey, we like to you know, blow things up, let things go bang, right? Hey, tinnitus, that exposure, right? To loud noises, most veterans out there from all branches of service are really exposed to, might be dealing with as a direct service connection. Just some examples for you today. Another claim that can be submitted is a secondary disability claim, uh, which are often overlooked or unknown by most of our veterans in our community. They're not well versed in the VA disability rules with it. So we're gonna go in depth on that. Uh, Coach Marbella Reed, can you go over exactly what a secondary condition might look like for veterans? Absolutely, Mitch, I would love to. A secondary condition, uh, condition is a condition that was caused or made worse by an already service-connected condition or disability you already have. The existence of secondary claims make it possible to receive benefits for some conditions that veterans otherwise um, would not be able to link to their service. Many secondary conditions may develop sometime even after service. Um, for example, Coach Mitch, just mentioned being directly service connected to commonly known as flat feet. A condition that can cause or be aggravated by your military service. It can bring about a substantial change in the way you walk, um, maybe a limp causing an abnormal strain on the musculoskeletal system. This can lead to uh, the development of a number of possible secondary conditions that can be linked to your flat feet. Um, some of the more common ones are, for example, low back pain. So if your gait changes, um, you develop gradually, um, if your gait changes, develop gradually because of your chronic condition of your feet, as a result, often spinal disc can deteriorate more quickly leading to pain. Um, it may also call weakness, and I'll go over radiculopathy in a, in a few minutes. Um, but as well as your knees and ankles, even if your hips conditions could all be secondary to your feet as well. Other common secondary conditions are, again, your knees. If they're affecting your gait or the way you walk, over time, that can cause you to have back pain. That would be the nexus or link between your new condition of back uh, to your secondary uh, con uh, condition that's already service connected of your knees. Um, one more, if you're also having, if you're already service connected back, it begins to get worse over time. It can cause you to have issues with your legs and feet. That tingly uh, pins and needles, numbing or burning sensation could be some sort of neuropathy. A sciatica or the most common one we see, radiculopathy, um, which can be linked to your back. Um, so to tie it all together, Coach Mitch and I spoke about service-connected um, conditions on a secondary basis, and that requires a showing of causation. Um, showing of causation requires the secondary disability claim to be caused by or aggravated by another service condition you already have. We at VACI um, 
know the importance of supportive medical evidence. We believe that medical evidence wins claims, you guys. In gathering your supportive medical evidence for your claims, the nexus opinion is very important by the way of competent medical opinion. So if you're an elite member or a mastery member, you have access to the nexus team to help you support your claim. If you're not part of VACI, get signed up today. A lot of these conditions also, um, they're already service connected, require prescription medications, um, which in turn could have side effects to other secondary conditions. Coach Seabury, could you share with us some of those conditions? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah, it. yeah. So Coach Marbella, great information. And you're absolutely right. I mean, all of those conditions that you spoke about, just like it's like a snowball effect, right? Absolutely. If you've got a back condition or a foot condition that then causes these other conditions. And one of the most common ones are a lot of these are prescribed medications as treatment for their service connected conditions, right? How often we go to the doctors and their solution is medication. Right. So those medications can have side effects associated with taking them and develop into those said called secondary conditions. A good example is pain medication. So for the strategies Coach uh, Mitch and Coach Marbellia just described, many veterans are prescribed NSAIDs, right, such as ibuprofen to deal with the pain in your feet or your knees or your back. So the common side effects of long term use of NSAIDs include conditions like GERD and IBS, right? So if you've got stomach pains or you've got acid reflux, now kind of confusing, like at first glance, you might be wondering how the heck does gastroesophageal reflux disease and irritable bowel syndrome have anything to do with knee pain, right? How does that medically connect? Keyword medically, right? So following the secondary claim logic, a veteran can then file GERD as secondary to NSAIDs prescribed for the treatment of their already service-connected knee condition. Just take a look at the back of your medication bottles, at some of those warnings and precautions while taking the medication, right? I mean, look at those commercials. You guys see those commercials on TV, right? When they advertise the medications and then at the end of the commercial, they speed through <laughs> all of the listings of may cause, right? A may cause death. Like it's, insane how um, there's so many side effects to these medications. Now, aside from GERD and IBS, another strategy regarding the secondary cause of medications could be like sexual dysfunctions, right? Erectile dysfunction for men and female sexual dysfunction for women. For our veteran service connected for mental health conditions, you may have been prescribed antidepressants or anti-anxiety drugs. And these are common conditions you could be eligible for. So definitely take a look. Now, with that being said, Coach Mitch, can you talk to us about some of the top mental health conditions that can be directly service-connected? Yeah, absolutely. Thank Coach Rochelle. Uh, so let's talk about a few things, direct service connections for mental health, right? The most common mental health disorders for veterans are PTSD, generalized anxiety, depression, and traumatic brain injuries. Oh, okay. So I really want to break this down so the person in the back of the room hears this, okay? There's three things that are extremely important to be eligible that you have to have for your claim. Number one, 
you have to have a medical diagnosis. This could be in your military records, right? Your treatment records, your VA treatment records, or in your own private medical records. You have to have something somewhere in your records for a diagnosis. If you don't have one, take your butt to the doctor, okay? I know our culture in the military, suck it up. I'm telling you, you got to have that diagnosis. Get yourself some help. Go to the doctor if you don't have it. Number two, you have to have that nexus. What does this mean? What's this nexus? It really is, is there a logical link in our in-service incidents or our service or a series, excuse me, of incidents? That is it. So is there a logical link in our in-service incident or series of incidents. Number three, severity of symptoms. This is huge, veterans. How is this affecting your life, which is really your work, right? Your personal life and your social life, your social functions. Coach Marabella, do you want to share uh, with us some of the mental health secondary conditions? Absolutely, Coach Mitch. Great information. Thank you so much. Okay, so any service-connected condition or disability, even if it's service-connected at 0%, can cause lifestyle impact or negative emotions in your life. Um, It's all about the severity of your symptoms. For example, tinnitus and hearing loss are low-value claims, um, but they can cause substantial lifestyle impact. That is a mental health claim. If your tinnitus is so bad that it's affecting the way you sleep, um, that can in turn affect your mood, your memory, and your ability to focus the next day, causing you to have occupational and social impairments. Maybe you're also um, causing you to have unnecessary arguments with your spouse because he or she thinks you're not listening, but you just didn't hear them over their buzzing and ringing in your ears, right? Um, or maybe you're yelling at the kids because they're playing and it's loud and it's setting off your tinnitus. All of these things can now, you know, be affecting you by making you feel maybe guilty or angry, misunderstood, depressed. That is mental health, which is lifestyle impact caused by your service-connected tinnitus. Other examples um, of lifestyle impact Um, can be even orthopedic claims. They cause chronic pain. We all know that. It affects all aspects of your life and in turn can cause negative emotions. So at VA Claims Insider, um, again, we believe that that is part of lifestyle impact, mental health. Um, This is just a few examples. So if you wanna learn more, schedule that free call and talk to the team members by going to vaclaims.help. If you need help, reach out to the organization at vaclaimsinsider.com. We would love to you know, be able to work with you and you know, be with you through this journey. Now, Coach Seabury, why don't you drop some knowledge on us? What are other <laughs> common secondary claims you should consider? Wow, you you shared a lot there. That was definitely some good. That was some good free chicken already, Marvelli. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, I, 
it, I've got some pretty good ones. So let's say you're only service connected for tinnitus, right? That's one of the biggest things like Coach Mitch was saying, veterans, you've just been trained and conditioned to just suck it up and keep moving, right? So there's barely ever any things that's in your service record. So maybe it's just the presumptive ones that you're able to get service connected because of the lack thereof medical records, right? And as we know, medical evidence wins claims. I did see in the chat uh, a minute ago, someone asked, okay, what about migraines? I didn't get diagnosed or start having those issues of migraines until I got out, right? I got out in um, 2017. So what do I do now? Is it a cause? It depends on your symptoms, right? So that's why it's important to really understand and of course, get the treatment. So let's say you're only service connected for tinnitus at the 10%, you know, the ringing in the ear syndrome. While tinnitus is only 10%, making it a low-value VA claim, uh, there are a number of high-value VA disability claims rated at 30% or above uh, that can be medically linked to tinnitus. So migraine headaches, for example. There is a strong correlation between veterans with tinnitus and the coexistence of migraine headaches. If your tinnitus is ringing and buzzing throughout the day, just like Coach Marbellio was describing. I mean, it's, it's definitely impacting your life, but it could potentially also be triggering these migraine headaches to the point that they're incapacitating. At least when I get my migraine headaches, I can't do anything. I need to go lay down. I need to close the blinds. Right? I need it to be really quiet because my I'm just sensitive to light and sound, um, even smell sometimes, right? So um, migraines are no joke right? And it could be linked to a cause or aggravation of your tinnitus if those are your symptoms, right? And I'll go over another way um, migraine headaches or things can be um, triggered, right? So migraines are no joke. They're actually a high value claim as long as it's noted how frequent and severe your symptoms are. So get your butt to the doctor, get some help. The biggest thing I noticed when talking to my vets about these specific symptoms is that they thought it was just like, and they've never actually gone to the doctor about it. Uh, matter of fact, they kind of just self-medicated, right? Just bought some Tylenol from the store or that excedric migraine and never actually went to the doctor about it. Just kept it moving. So this is where we say, nope, get, get it checked out. Make sure, you know, you're getting the proper treatment and speak to your coach about these symptoms. Um, other than that, another really strong one is anxiety or depression secondary to this really low value tinnitus, right? So plenty of medical research studies point to the prevalence of anxiety and depression mental disorders in veterans with tinnitus. Uh, I have a vet I was working with that shared just how much his tinnitus frustrated him, right? Just not being able to sit at the dinner table and interact with his family or like Coach Marbellio was saying, maybe it's keeping you up at night and you're not able to get a good night's sleep. Or maybe you're laying in bed and you can't trust your ears, right? Like, you know, you lock the door, but your ears are just so drowned out with this noise, just so much noise that you can't tell if someone broke into your house or not. And that is in turn causing you a lot of anxiety where you're constantly checking your phone, right? Just checking to see if your camera, someone's in your house or not. Um, so that's one of the biggest things. And I would just say speaking to your symptoms and being uncomfortably vulnerable could really open up these secondary claims, right? So aside from migraines, secondary to tinnitus, Coach Mitch mentioned earlier about PTSD. And I saw a couple questions also in the chat 
um, about all the other direct service connected mental conditions and what those could be causing, right? So if you're directly service connected for a mental health condition like generalized anxiety disorder or PTSD, combat or non-combat, right? There's, they all have 31 symptoms of mental health, which could in turn cause uh, these other conditions. One of them, of course, triggering migraines. Like if your anxiety is so bad that it's causing you a migraine or a headache, then there's a causation and aggravation there. Again, all in your symptoms, you'll wanna journal these episodes, note what exactly is triggering your migraine episodes, talk with your coach about what you're dealing with to see if there's a potential link. So Coach Mitch, I know, can you break down for us kind of if someone was filing for a direct service connected condition or a secondary condition, how would they go about that on va.gov? Yeah, absolutely, Coach Michelle. Y'all are motivating me. <laughs> so when you're filing for really you got to take a step back for a second right we're talking about that direct service connection and that secondary right so when you're filing a claim you'll file on va.gov okay but it's important to really take that second and go okay is this direct service connected or is this the secondary if you're filing for that direct service connected condition you're claiming that your disability was caused by an injury or exposure during your time in the military, your military service time. If you're found for that secondary condition, you're claiming that disability was caused by another service-connected disability you already have or are connected for. Okay, so look, hey, here comes the time. Let's open it up for questions and answers. Coaches, are you ready? I'm ready. I think ready. I, we've answered a lot of these, but let's definitely go up and see if we missed anything. Do it. So let's see. Um, where... Jackie just said that everything sounds familiar. Jackie, <laughs> you're not alone. <laughs> Do we have a question? I saw Erica Gilmore. She posted, can migraines be secondary to PTSD? Kind of just what we covered there. Yes. Right. If you, uh, she, she mentioned she has an MRI because she was almost hospitalized for cluster migraines. That means they're pretty severe and incapacitating. Uh, but she got out in 2017. So as long as you're service connected for that direct condition that is in turn causing your migraine headache episodes or those cluster migraines, um, yes, absolutely. You're going to need a nexus. You're going to need competent medical opinion. You're going to need the a uh, condition diagnosed and noted as far as the severity goes. So if you're not being treated for it, I would hope you are. Um, definitely get with the coach and see how you can get that uh, nexus letter to tie it all together. Absolutely. And get with the doctor if you don't have a diagnosis. That's the first step for sure. It's yeah, it looks like we got one in here from U.S. Marine Corps Farrell. Farrell. If I'm murdering your name, I apologize, sir. Uh, Trying to get hips bilateral secondary to sciatica. I have sciatica, radiculopathy, and neuropathy of both lower extremities. Also lower lumbar with degenerative discs. Is that possible? Look, here, here's the thing. That's a great question, right? That really goes into that topic of those secondaries, right? Uh, and it is kind of like a broken record because there is certain things that, you know, you have to have with these claims, whether they're direct or, you know, secondary, right? Yes, the answer is yes, right? Absolutely. You're going to want a nexus 
you're going to want that link really direct in that current diagnosis. For example, like your radiculopathy, really having that uh, connection to the sciatica, right? So our body, and I know, uh, you know, both the coaches on here have been really talking about it with the secondaries doing an awesome job, but really our body, in my own words, is kind of like that vessel, right? You know, and when something's off, it's going to throw other things off or really cause us to overcompensate. So getting that medical evidence to support it is going to be key for you. The answer is yes. That's a great question, sir. Yeah, good point. I think just to kind of add to, to that, right, um, it, it's on the medical opinion, right? So if you get your records, all of your treatment and what you're dealing with, the biggest thing that I feel like doctors are looking at is what caused it, right? So if you're claiming that you have this foot condition, and now you have this back condition. Is there anything else that causes that back condition or is it true to their medical opinion, the change in your walking gait like Coach Marbellio was running through, right? So in, in your situation, it may be the sciatica that's causing the hips or it could be the lower back condition that's changing your hips gait. Get, get to the doctor and get that medical opinion so that that connection can be made, just like Coach Mitch said. Absolutely. If your back is service connected and it's so severe to where it hurts for you to stand or sit, you might even notice some tingling and numbness right then and there. Maybe you can't drive for long periods of time. And that's how you'll know whether it's, you know, that and talk about that during your CMP exam, because in reality, that's also part of the back DBQ. And that's another See? way. I see Aurora Afa. She said, I already got 70% for PTSD. Don't they have a rule with pyramiding? Sorry, just wondering um, if it's all under the one umbrella, which is mental. So there are symptoms of mental health, right? So if you look at the rating criteria under the 38 CFR, if you're with uh, VACI, if you're a part of the program, take a look at MDME or any of our blogs that go over those symptoms of PTSD. What we're talking about here are other conditions that have now developed, right? That's completely separate from the mental health symptoms you're dealing with. So migraines, headaches, that's not a mental health symptom, right? It is a whole separate condition. And I think that's the most common thing that I hear with my vets is they didn't even know that that was a condition that was claimable. Okay. So there are these secondary conditions that wouldn't rule into the pyramiding, but you're absolutely right. If someone has PTSD and let's say they've got another uh, condition like generalized anxiety, yeah, you wouldn't get two separate ratings uh, for two separate mental health conditions. It would be one condition because of the pyramiding factor. Great point, Seabury. Well said, Coach. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we got, uh, it looks like in here we got Lee Gallman Jr. Can you be diagnosed by the CMP, the Compensation and Physical Examiner? Just curious because that that's what happened with me as I go through the IDES process concerning TMJ and bruxism. Thank you. Well, I'll tell you, when you're going through that CMP exam, right, they're doing an even, so a couple of things just, just so everyone understands, right, with the CMP, they're not our doctors, all right, as veterans going through that, they're really there to do that evaluation and to, and to turn that over traditionally to the VA, to, to a rater, right, to look over that disability benefits questionnaire. If they're diagnosing you with something going through that, 
it's you know if they told you that hey they told you that right uh but it really still has to be service connected so they might find some diagnoses with you uh their lead but if they can't address that it's service connected you're there's that two part to it sir with it you know so if they brought that up to you you know they might have you know shared something with you right uh, uh which can be a good thing but are they saying that it's service connected is that missing piece in my opinion coaches you got any yeah, other no. things you that? spot on coach mitch yeah it's beneficial to to get a a diagnosis if that's what's happening to you during the examination i mean they are doctors so they are you know uh able to diagnose you however don't expect it right you you want to put together what we here at vaci focus on which is fully developed claims right so we don't just submit a claim without a diagnosis hoping that we get diagnosed at the evaluation right you are putting together a fully developed claim that that covers uh, the diagnosis, the link, and what you're claiming and where you should be properly rated at. But like Coach Mitch just said, in that decision letter, should you have identified that you've got this new diagnosis? Well, talk to your coach, see if that is something that is eligible for, for compensation and if there's any way it could be linked to your military service if it wasn't already done. 100%. What else? I see you got a little shout out there, Coach Reed, uh, from yes. Mr. Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your support, Coach Reed. So Thank Mr. You. Evans, he says, I, I get just 20% been trying for three years. I'm so sorry to hear that. You know, that, that's the, the most common story and why VACI exists. Right. We exactly. we hate to see it. We hate to see you stuck, frustrated and underrated. So hopefully you join the program, be a part of the VACI family so we can help you uh, get the rating that you deserve. Absolutely. You don't have to go through this alone. You know, this is not easy dealing with the VA by all means. And this is why, like Coach Severi said, why we are here. We will go through this entire journey with you. So absolutely would love to hear from you. Yeah, I got a comment on that too, uh, Wayne. So, you know, sorry you're dealing with that. The There's a lot of veterans out there who honestly are, right? And we truly only know what we know, right? And that's like Coach Roussel said, that's why we all are here at VA Claims Insider, sir. You know, because if you don't know, you don't know. And I know that sounds like talking, you know, elementary, but there's so much truth to it, Wayne. So we're glad you're here. I promise you get with a coach. They'll be able to give you some great advice, sir, and, and really help you out to get the compensations you really deserve, okay? Absolutely. I see a good one here uh, by Larry Haynes. Says, why does the VA deny claims? And it's in your rec medical records, waiting on appeals after appeals for three plus years, including sleep apnea, migraines, neck, knee injuries, et cetera. So, <laughs> I think that's why this uh, we did this topic today, because sometimes it's in your medical records, but it's just being connected incorrectly. Right. Um, let's say someone has all the above. They've got the foot condition, the pest planus, like Coach Mitch touched on. And then they've got the knee condition and the knee pain that Coach Marbellia hit with the low back. Clearly, if you've got all of these conditions, yeah, you might say I should be service connected for all of them. But 
if you don't have the proper strategy in knowing, hey, I need to get my pest plan and service connected first so that I can file properly those other conditions that I have that are actually secondary conditions and not directly service connected because they're not in my service records. Or if they are, maybe there's another missing factor, like there's too much of a gap in your medical records uh, because you're like a lot of us um, who, you know, don't go to the doctors because when you go to the doctors, they do things like, hey, put ice on it or here, take some medicine. And why do I need to go to the doctors for that? Well, for, for purposes of the VA, um, now we have to fill in the gaps, right? So maybe it needs a nexus. So get with a coach, discuss your strategies. That's what those strategy calls are for. So we can really put together the proper strategy to help you link them one by one. Absolutely. Or maybe you waited a little longer. It says there are three years. So when did you file your claim? Did you file your claim within a service or did you wait? So that's when, you know, your coach would be absolutely crucial to help guide you and our Nexus team to be able to link that to your military service. Absolutely. And that's where it can really get frustrating too, right? Because you're trying, you know that, hey, I'm dealing with this because of my time in service, right? So you're not doing anything wrong, right? You're, you know, that's what those compensations are there for. But it comes down to exactly what other coaches are really saying to you, right? If it doesn't connect or there's not that in-service, those medical records from our time in service, you could be going through all this to have to start all over again. Mm -hmm. And that's where veterans get really frustrated, right? Mm -hmm. I don't wish that on anybody, but there's a lot of truth there with that. And you And I talk to veterans, I'm sure you do too, coaches, where they've been fighting for 20, 30 years for the compensations they know they deserve. And when I say like, uh, you know, truly that I really feel blessed to be here and get to help you, that's what this is all about here is looking at cases like that and going, hey, is there a missing piece with it? Or can we, you know, give you the right advice? So it's yeah. a great question, but you're pulling at my heartstrings with that. <laughs> no, and don't yeah. get frustrated. This is the time where you react save those letters there may be something there that we could use to help you or you know guide you in that a lot so save them show them to your coach you guys you know yes. you want to just kind of throw them away <laughs> but no <laughs> no so like just to kind of add on i mean this is a really good point and it's really where the topic lands right not knowing what these secondary conditions are what they mean and how to do it um so for those that have been fighting appeal after appeal it's really about stopping stop where you're at get with a coach so that you guys can look at everything sometimes re-strategizing is important because of what's in your decision letter or what's in your records right uh what we like to do and I, i'm sure coach mitch and coach marbellia can agree here um path of least resistance, right? What What is going to um, really make this process less frustrating, right? Any relief that you can get, especially since you've been fighting for so long, what we don't want you to do is give up, right? Because only if you give up is when the VA wins. So definitely stick with it. Um, I would say if you don't get anything out of this class is don't give up. Uh, there's going to be another path. Absolutely. You know, be ready to fight for what you deserve. Even if they deny you, dust yourself off. Get ready to get back in that ring. 
because you're not going to be getting into it by yourself. So we're here for you for that as well. So it's not the VA is not the end all be all you guys. So there's always another way. You serve, you deserve. 100%. <laughs> Let's see if we can catch another question. You guys see one? I see Adam Bulowski. Do you need a long personal letter detailing for secondary? I have all in this discussion. Do I feel I do I file one for each? Could be like 20. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Calm down. <laughs> That's what I always say. Um, it's it's really strategy is important here. You don't want to throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall and see which one sticks, right? Then then we're left cleaning up the mess. So um with with what you've got going on to answer the first part of your question, do you need a long personal letter detailing? It's medical evidence wins claims, right? So depending on what exactly your statement needs to address, um, you know, there's some things that are subjective and then there's some things that are objective. So objective evidence, the ones in your medical records are definitely going to be more helpful. The subjective stuff, you don't need a, a full-on novel. You really want to put in the points that the the medical records don't address really kind of reiterate the impact in your life uh but no um short and sweet is what we like to say get right to it you don't uh, a lot of those uh, uh va examiners or raters they don't want to have to sit there and read a whole book uh and going through your claim and it could delay the process so um one at a time or get with your coach to discuss what's the best strategy but definitely if you've got all these conditions get to it Absolutely, you guys. And then we have Jackie. How do I get assigned up with a coach? So absolutely, vaclaimsinsider.com. Reach out to us, and they'll help you get started with that. Would love to work with you. So and we got, looks like we got Shirley Jackson. I see you, Shirley. Ma'am, so can MST be secondary to PTSD or major depression? So... There's a lot of different, you know, mental diagnoses we can be dealing with, right? So for me, as an example, it's just easier to express this this way to you, Shirley. I deal with anxiety, right? I'm being open and vulnerable telling you all this. I, I do deal with depression. I'm service-connected uh, and PTSD, right? When you're looking at your claims specifically for mental health, it kind of goes back. I think Coach Rochelle really touched on this earlier, but it goes back to our mental health being under that umbrella, right? So I'm only service connected for the one that impacts me the most. You know, uh, not that I'm not dealing with other things, but the one that I'm compensated for and service connected for is the one that impacts me the most. So is it a secondary? I would say like veteran to veteran. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It is, right? But it's actually a, a PTSD claim with MST is what it really is. Is that right, coaches? Yeah, that's right on. Yeah, uh, they they give you the higher rating of the two if you've got multiple conditions, right? So if someone has MST, but they've also got generalized anxiety and they've got major depression and the higher, um, the, the worst symptoms that their experience has everything to do with their MST, then it might be written out as MST with anxiety and depression at the rating that they've got. So yeah, spot on. Absolutely. 
I see a lot of sleep apnea questions in here. <laughs> so I see, <laughs> right? How hard is sleep apnea for PTSD? And then I also see never went to the doctor for sleep apnea in service, but I have a machine from the VA now. How could I get it service connected and, and so on? How, what is the best condition to file sleep apnea to, right? So just to kind of address all of these questions in one coaches, I mean, so what is it that's causing your sleep apnea, right? And how hard is it to tie sleep apnea for PTSD? I personally, I don't know how uh, you coaches address it. I call it the unicorn claim, right? Because sleep apnea is one of those conditions where your medical records is going to say it all, right? Because they're the doctors. So they have the opinion to state what is actually causing uh, your, your sleep apnea. Um, the link between sleep apnea to PTSD, if you take a look at some of our blogs, we've got some really great resources where you can really dive into it. Uh, but uh, just to kind of go over it real briefly here, it's um, they, it's through aggravation uh, by way of uh, obesity, right? So I think um, in, in your medical records, if it shows that due to your PTSD, you have, I don't know, used eating as your coping mechanism, or let's say you are depressed and you don't uh, take care of yourself or eat properly or diet or work out, and in turn, you've gained weight, that intermediate step of weight gain to sleep apnea is how that would potentially get linked. But again, it just depends on what's in your service records. Um, as far as what is the best condition, it's hard to answer. What condition are you dealing with? <laughs> Let's talk about that, right? I know we're talking respiratory, right? So if someone's got some sort of blockage in their respiratory system and that in turn is causing your sleep apnea, I'd say there's a, a, a easier correlation there, but. Go ahead, Coach Marbelli. I'm sorry. Absolutely. So you have different types of sleep apnea. You have obstructive, central, or complex. So that's that's would be where your coach would be able to guide you, whether it would be mental health or respiratory condition or maybe both. So mm -hmm. this is where your medical records are important, letting us see what you were diagnosed with because it's not just sleep apnea. It could be OSA, central sleep apnea. So please absolutely get with one of co your coach yeah. and have them help you and guide you. Yeah. And and yeah. so Brenda, you, you kind of added on, and, and Coach Mitch, if you want to touch on this, uh, Brenda said she never went to the doctor for sleep apnea, right? So how can I get it service related? Secondary to another condition, question mark? So that's what Yeah, so <clears throat> traditionally, right, when you get out of service, a couple of things. You know, there's that 12 month period from the time you actually ETS or retire, right, is a 12 month window where, you know, the VA really looks at it. it's more than likely than less than likely due to your time and service. However, if it's been two or three years after the fact and you never were diagnosed while you were in service, you can attempt a direct service connection, right? But here's the thing. You don't in my opinion, as a coach, you don't really have that in-service event to tie it to. And that's where it comes back around just to make sure, you know, we're thinking clearly here to those secondary issues you might be dealing with that are already service connected, you know, and I know like as veterans, and I'm speaking truthfully for myself here, right? It's a different perspective of thinking. It's really difficult, right? Because as veterans, we go, I know this happened. 
I know this happened. But, and I just use my army lingo here with y'all, but it's that suck it up and drive on, that culture we have. I'm proud of my service time, right? But it's also a weakness personally because I didn't go to the doctor enough. And, you know, and it's things that you deal with day to day. So that's where it's really important to be open to looking at, hey, what am I service connected for? That might possibly be that link. Okay. And we say when when we say get with your coaches, the coolest thing for me as a coach is we're educating you. Right. So this is about you, not about us. And when we're educating you and you know, you know, what it really like looks like and how you're, you're being rated you're more than capable. You'll be like, are you kidding me in the end? At least that's how I personally feel. Exactly. Uh, so I hope I answered that coach Rochelle, but yeah, no, you absolutely did. Absolutely. absolutely. Did. Brenda. And then if you're also having like, like they always said, if you have other conditions, respiratory. So if you have rhinitis or sinusitis already service connected, talk to your coach to see if that's a possible secondary link to your sleep apnea, you know, by way of nexus. I really like Joe Lou's question. I think before <laughs> we get out of here, um, that is a, a big one, right? So Coach Mitch, I mean, you sound, you look pretty excited about this question. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting start? to answer that one. Yeah, Coach so look, that's a great question, Joe. If you file for a secondary condition, is it normal for the VA to do a CMP exam again on your primary condition? I don't know that normal is the right word. I don't want to give you a cop out here, okay, Joe? But this is kind of how it really is. When you're going in for a secondary condition, they can always talk to you about that specific service-connected condition that might be that underlying factor, right? Because you're because that claim is a secondary to that condition. So the answer is yes, they can. Okay. You need to be prepared to talk about that service-connected condition and the secondary condition that's being caused from it. Great question. Yeah. Just to add on to that, Coach Mitch, I know your medical records, right? If if you are not keeping up and going to the doctors on your primary conditions. That is almost an easy way to get evaluated again for that primary condition that you're filing a secondary condition to. So keep up with your doctor's visits, get the treatment that you need. And when you're filing for these secondary conditions, it's in your medical records, the condition of your primary condition, which makes the CNP exams just more already in tune with what you've got going on. Absolutely. And speak how that primary condition is aggravating or causing your secondary condition during your CMP, especially speak to the severity of your symptoms. How is it affecting you in all aspects of your life, occupational and social impairments? Well, we've got a lot of really good questions in here. A lot of them we've already answered, so I don't want to really go back just because we've got five minutes left. I want to, I'm looking for a good one that we haven't. I got one real quick here, coach. Todd Graves, what about getting rated for a missed primary service connected? I was rated for a sinusitis, but not even tested for rhinitis, uh, rhinitis allergies. I have both. So Todd, if you have those diagnoses in your military service, right? 
that was a missed opportunity. You can always go back on it, you know, and add two claims. Don't let nothing hold you back if you see something right. Speaking for myself, just me, it was overwhelming, right? It was really, I mean, if you haven't read your medical records, this is to all veterans. You, you need to re, you need to know your medical records better than anyone else, right? And you're going to miss some things. But you can go back on that, you know, and if not, you can look at it, you know, with a direct service connection off of a nexus, right? If it wasn't documented from in service. But because you might have missed something in a claim that you now are looking back and going, hey, I think I should I missed this. I should have claimed it. You can claim it. Absolutely. And then there's a new PACT Act. You know, if you were part of the burn pits and you qualify, you might want to look into that as well. That's another way of refiling. Yeah, because you don't need it to have been in your service records, right? We didn't know uh, what half of our conditions were. Maybe you got uh, diagnosed after. So that PACT Act allows you to still file it as a presumptive condition if you were in those areas of exposure. Absolutely. What else? There's a lot of questions in here. Yeah. If we didn't get um, to your questions, we apologize. I mean, we, we definitely are trying here to touch on a lot of these. Um, but if not, I would say, you know, if you're part of the elite program, definitely join us. We've got uh, elite Q&A classes where we're happy to answer all of these questions. Uh, you always have access to your coach. Um, you've also got the opportunity on a Facebook mastermind group. If you're not in there, uh, definitely go in and a- a- answer those questions. So I apologize again. Absolutely. Let's see. Anything else? I guess we're at our closing thoughts. Yeah. Or are we still looking? Yeah, we, we can close it out. <laughs> Go ahead, close it out. <laughs> All right. All right, you guys. So closing thoughts. Okay. So in closing, the biggest thing for any claim is strategy. Know what's in your medical record. Um, And if you haven't been to the doctor, like we've been saying all over, get your butt (laughs) to the doctor. You know, you need to stop suffering in silence. You need to stop minimizing the severity of your symptoms. Um, Get the help you need. Remember, it is okay to not be okay. We are here to help you. So, you, you know, get with your coach. Uh, get signed up if you're not already. Um, you served, you deserve. And I also want to do a quick shout out to all of our male spouses out there who stand and love and support our veterans every single day through this journey. It's not easy. Um, special thanks to um, all you guys for being here. We thank you for your service. Thank you for joining us. We had an amazing time. I would love to thank Coach Mitch and Coach Seabury for sharing their time and knowledge with us today. Namaste. Yes, thank you guys. I I enjoyed our chat. Hopefully a lot of our veterans learned a lot and they're ready to go, right? Get on your coaches' calendars if you haven't already. Get your butt to the doctor. I think we did a a, a lot of education here and just taking that first step and getting, getting this started. So thank you. Thank you so much. I get to end it. Look, I started it. I'll end it. (laughs) It is a true blessing 
for us coaches to get to work with veterans, right? You're definitely, you know, very special and near to dear, near and dear in most of our hearts. This is about you. You really serve. You really do deserve. It's okay not to know. If you're here right now at this time with us, listen to that calling inside you, right? Get the help. We're here to help. I wish all of you safe path, you know, paths in life. Wish you the best. Uh, thank you, coaches. Appreciate you both. Uh, and thanks for your service. Yes, thank you. Happy Wednesday. Have a great Happy day, everyone. Everybody.